Dicey Performance is recorded at Umeå Folkuniversitetet. It contains adult themes and adult language. Yes, and welcome back to Dicey Performance Apocalypse World. This fine episode is led by none other than cake enjoyer, book reader, and book eater, Jakob Savstein. And with me, I have... Person, Jens Gabrielsson. Chocolate lover, ice cream obsessed, human, Verona. International man of mystery, occasional banana merchant, and cake burner, Alexander Steen. Ice cream eater, Charlotte the Freeze. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. I'm so glad to have y'all here. I think that we should just like jump into it because this is the like middle episode in the this set of episodes. Uh, but does anyone want to summarize what happened last episode before we get started? I can always take on that particular honor. Yeah. Uh, which I think can be summarized very nicely as uh, Cindy Sweet wants guns because people rowdy and camo problem. Yes. Our our dear slop boy wants guns because kick shirt dangerous and threaten cindy sweets the already unstable ruler uh, fluffy betty jr is there and has guns <laughs> <laughs> and wants and more has guns almost mastered stair walking uh, and they cooked up a plan to uh, recruit some mysterious individuals which turned out to be fire cultists and uh, try to get their hand on those mysterious guns Meanwhile, Bright Spider had a coffee date and a sermon. I, I think that's a perfectly yes. uh, apt description of what happened last time. Yeah, I feel like this word, like a like the the brain meme, you know, like starting with one <laughs> sentence and then that's the little activity, and then it just adds on. I don't know. I got that in so my mind. Galaxy brain have coffee date. Yes, <laughs> I mean pretty much. I feel like the important thing to take away is that everyone wants the guns. Uh, more or less except for bright spider who wants i don't know cold fingers <laughs> i mean he wanted guns but he got cold feet and on other news alexander is leaving the podcast <laughs> forever uh <laughs> i think we're just gonna like jump back into it because we left it at a bit of a cliffhanger with uh, Cindy, Francois, and Fluffy Betty walking down into a basement to find eight fire cultists and uh, the corpse of Ken. Also Hellebore. Also Hellebore, a woman with a very much alive flower in her eye. She's badass. So let's just cut right in. The intro fades and we hear this monotone fire chant. As we see from the perspective of one of these fire cultists leaning down, uh, their whole body like trying to cover different parts of Ken, and then suddenly she looks up and she she sees four people having entered the room, but her eyes focus very much on the tall, muscular one of the four, and and she just shouts out. The Prophet Slayer! And everyone just snaps too. Uh, and people like look up and you see several of them like pull out knives from their garb and, and like start uh, like circling Ken's body, like covering Ken's body like a, uh, like a mama lion trying to protect its cubs. I'm going to try to take control of the situation. Uh-huh. And uh, you know Everyone, please... Just stay calm. We're we're not here to fight. We don't want to take to stop you from doing whatever you're doing. We just have a proposal. Uh, they they eye you suspiciously, and they like squirt like eye back over to Halibor, and then back to you, and back to Cindy, and like not really sure what to do with this situation. It's it's okay. We've we come peacefully and... You come peacefully and you bring her? She has desecrated the most holy. This is a crime beyond redemption. She must pay for what she's done. And Hellebore just goes, No, no. This is not where the blood of the Prophet Slayer will be spilled. That 
can be handled later. Calm your knives, brothers and sisters. Cindy has come with a proposal. And and they like they're not actively attacking you, but like they're listening but on edge. Thank you, Hellaborn. I I know you guys have a hard time to trust me. We haven't met a lot of times. You knew of my relationship with Ken. You knew we were close. We've seen each other. You haven't really gotten to know me though. And I I just want to I just want to propose to you guys to come live under my roof in my compound. You'll have a safe place to stay, roof over your head, warmth, food, some place you don't have to feel like you're on edge, some place bright spider can get to you. And I'm not asking you of anything. I just want to help you. We're asking them for one thing, though. We'll get to that. And what thing is this? Well, as I'm sure of, Ken has talked about some new guns. I don't know how much he's told ever you guys. I know he's told Hellebore and a few more. But has he told you about the guns? They squint to you and then like squint down to the floor. Uh, like where Ken's body is laying. And now that they're not all like crowded around him, you see that he is like dressed in his finest ceremonial garb and uh, they have like prettied up his hair like he is he is looking like a very pristine corpse and um and he goes the prophet still sends visions in his dreams to us what does what do the visions say visions of fire fire and war guns aplenty hmm. well I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. We we've discovered some guns. Guns untouched by anything of this world. Like I've never seen anything like it. The the energy, the the look, the the feel, it's it's otherworldly. And we now have a clue as to where they are. But I can't trust my army, well, my army can't trust me. I promised guns and all I gave them was disappointment and anger. So I'm asking you if you would be willing to come and explore our theory about where the guns are. And in exchange, I can promise you shelter, food, whatever you wish for. First and foremost, a safe place to stay. Then let's have you roll... Uh, seduce or manipulate. I got a seven, and it's plus hard, right? Uh, it's plus hot, yes. Yeah. Oh, hot, yeah. So I get a total of eight. You get a total of eight. Okay. So here's what here's what they say in response. You say you will give us all these things, but there's one thi- one more thing we want. Tell me. And they look over to Fluffy Betty. Oh no, they're in. They're not touching Betty. We will happily go along with you, and aid you on this quest for the guns. But her transgression cannot be forgiven. I understand, but what if Excuse I can me? give you something else? What if eventually we take the place back? And honor Ken's memory properly. The only thing that will honor his memory is her blood. Hellebore? Hellebore looks to you and and just says very plainly, she shot the most holy. I understand. Uh, Betty, how, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like I am patiently taking it in. Yeah, like you're you're not you're not gonna no. No, I mean there's no point arguing with these creepy people. In time, I will give it to you. Excuse me, Betty. Play along. 
I know you can't seem to trust me, but you can trust Hellebore. She was close to Ken. I was close to Ken. He... He actually gave me the key to his safe. Just... The last time we met, before the, the war, he knew. He knew the risks. He knew what he was doing. He was willing to to give all. This is the deal, Cindy. And I'm telling uh, you, in due time, you will have it. We will ha- Once this duty is done, we will take this treacherous betrayer and her blood will satiate us. But until then, as a proof that you will do what you promise, uh, one of them flips around a knife and hands it to you. Some of her blood must be spilled onto the most holy. And it's she, not gonna happen. So yeah, so you get no. Cindy, you get a knife. Uh, yeah. No. Betty, it's it's just a few drops. No. Please, do you want the guns or do you not want the guns? I do, but I don't need them to get the guns. We can just get the guns. I can just get the guns. Can you though? I don't know. You know. No one knows. The We're tunnels getting like impatient, me. Cindy. Do the deed. No. Prove your loyalty. Betty. No. You can just attack her. You know, it's like. Let's not. I grab her hand forcefully. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> so I, let's. I shout. Uh, just shout. No. Uh, I'm not you, gonna kill her, Francois. Uh, Francois, do you want to do you want to interfere with Cindy's action? Uh, yes. Okay, then roll your hex with Cindy. Plus one. Yeah, so roll plus your hex with Cindy. Eight. Cindy, you have a minus one on the dice roll about to come up because Francois is trying to stop you. Um, so I roll. Uh, yes, you are trying to. Uh, you're trying to seize by force. Okay, so I roll. Uh, you roll plus hard. And you have a minus... Uh, what's your hard stat? Uh, my hard is plus two. Okay, so it's only plus one because Francois is stopping you. Or trying to. I get a nine plus one is ten. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> uh, so here's here's what you get to do to Fluffy Betty. You get to pick three out of these. So there's four options, and you get to pick three of them. Mm. Uh, do you want to inflict terrible harm? I don't. I don't. I think that's the one you're gonna want to try to stay away from. Um, do you want to suffer little harm yourself as she's fighting? Like, she's fighting back. Do you want to take definite control? That's that's the one you want. Uh, and don't tell her. And do you want to impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy? And if you pick that one, you get to pick one of them. You can either impress, dismay, or frighten uh, Fluffy Betty in this situation. I'm gonna take impress. Yeah. And you're you're. I assume you're not gonna take the deal a lot of damage. No. 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 Okay. So, Fluffy Betty. Yes. How? Like, this is going to happen, as her dice roll was, was well done. My question to you is, by what means are you fighting back? Are you just, like, screaming at her? Or are you actively, like, with weapon trying to fight Cindy off here? No, I'll go for the screaming. Okay, so Cindy's not going to take any damage. You're not going to, like, actively physically hurt her in this no, situation. No, because I don't want to, but it's not that big of a deal. All right, cool. Uh, so, with that then, uh, you take one point of damage uh-huh. and need to make a, need to roll the harm move, which is like 2d6 plus, plus the harm you've just taken. So that's a 9. So that's a 9. You That is not great for no, you. No, I mean, I threw a 9. That's a 10. That is terrible for you. Uh, Cindy, in this, in this struggle... Uh, you you managed to inflict a fair bit of accidentally managed to inflict a fair bit of damage onto onto Fluffy Betty. Poor Sorry. me. Yes. Uh, are they definitely worth it? Exactly. Where is the? What are you doing? Here we go. It's so for the it, greater good. Mm-hmm. On a ten plus, 
Uh, yeah, it's worse than it seems. Take an additional one harm. So, uh, what, Cindy, describe yeah. what happens here uh, with the caveat that you're going to inflict more damage than you planned on. Let us know. Shit. Uh, so, I grab her arm. Yeah. Like, her, not well, her wrist. Yeah. Because I just want a few drops of blood. So, I'm thinking, like, just slice up across her palm should do it. Yeah, but she is but struggling. She's struggling, and I did not expect this. I thought she'd be on board. It's just a few drops of blood. It's not like I promised her head right then and there. Ish. Yeah, I mean, you kind of did, but yeah. that was time-based. Exactly. We'll get to that later. I promised your head later and then came at you with a knife. Why aren't you more cooperative? <laughs> How does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Listen. So so what happens then? She's strugg- You have her wrist. She's struggling. So I you hold her tighter and like because yeah, because what's to remember here? Cindy has plus two hard. She is a strong woman. Like yeah, like deceive, deceivingly strong. Hell yeah! You guys forget, I'm badass. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what she does is she accidentally twists the arm yeah. just so she can get a good grip and not accidentally slash her fucking wrists so she bleeds out. Uh, and in twisting the arm, she feels a bone snap. Oh, you break her arm? Just her wrist. Yeah, okay, yeah. And <laughs> she just kind of freezes for like half a second before, and like while Betty screams out in pain, and while Betty screams out in pain, Cindy takes that moment to slice her wrist and... My wrist. Blood. Oh shit! Uh, her palm. Her palm. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Her palm. Okay. So uh, you get like, and and as as stated, you get impressed by this. Part of this impresses <clears throat> you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what also happens is that because a PC has damaged another PC, uh, Fluffy Betty, increase your hex with Cindy with plus two. Okay. So whatever you have right now, add two to it. Schnapp. Because when someone hurts you, you get to know them better. Uh, Francois, how how do you like? You try to interfere, but it obviously doesn't like work here. But what's your move in this situation? Uh, I'm I'm obviously horrified by the bloodbath. Uh, I'm trying it to um, react quickly, so I tear off my suit jacket, rip off a piece of fabric. And I grab... Uh, Are we getting a strip show? That is arm. <laughs> He's a 60-year-old man. <laughs> well, he seems to be fit. <laughs> we all have preferences, goddammit. <laughs> yeah? And I try to stop the blood. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're on uh, Betty, like, immediately. Like, really appreciate yeah, it. And I'm yeah. giving uh, the evil eye to uh, Cindy. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Are you saying that, or is, is that the look? Um, it's the look. All right. I'm sorry. It had to be done. We, and, and we Hel- have a plan. Hel- we Hellebor- need to execute Hellebor it. interrupts. He's like, there, you see these people, they are fully willing to commit to the proper da- <laughs> to the proper sacrifices and the retribution that is due onto this woman. And she, she points to you. Wow. Um, now... Is this enough to satiate you? And the, uh, the the leader of these fire cultists, who should have a name, uh, we're going to call her Harrow. So Harrow goes, You have proven your mettle, Cindy. You said you have quarters for us? Indeed I do. And we can take him with us? She nods to Ken's body. Yeah, I actually have a memorial site for him. All right. Then let's get out of here. Can we finally go get the guns? Let's just get the fucking guns. Patience, my friend. Patience. As as like... Um, Yes, what? (laughs) Are you like helping... Oh, well, she broke her wrist, not her leg. I guess Fluffy Betty can still walk, but... But stairs are difficult, so it's, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not a fun way up. It's... No. She can't hold the arm railing. She's screwed. It's like, fuck the guns. And I never would have said that, but yes. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm just whispering to Betty, like, let's just go along with this for now. Just, just only for so long. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got you into this, Betty. Me too. So, um, let's cut over to Bright Spider then. <laughs> well handled, by the way, you guys. That was... Thank you. <laughs> Cindy's a good person, by the way. Have we yeah. have we addressed how Cindy is a good person? <laughs> She's Always. great. I feel like this isn't talked about enough. <laughs> Very peaceful. As a good person, I often barter with people's lives and assault them physically when they don't agree with me. Yes. It's for the greater good. You gotta the greater good being something. your guns. That's, yes, the like, Tao would strongly agree with you. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what At what time of day would this be? Uh, at what time of day do you want it to be? Uh, I imagine this is... In the morning, mm-hmm. as the uh, so it's the next morning from mm. this like nightly murder ritual. <laughs> yeah, the not all of us had shady places to be, uh, but Bright Spider is. I I'd say we open on a scene that mimics very much what was left, less enclosed, but you have a large circle of people mm-hmm. murmuring together. Yeah, but it, is it like in the big cathedral hall or? And, oh no! This is outside. This yeah. is this is outside in the snow and the co- the cold, mm-hmm. with people wearing um, lighter garb than they should, given the weather, but don't seem too inconvenienced by it. Not immediately. All right. Uh, and uh, there is a murmuring. There's a a new number of strange symbols like carved into the this snowy surface in between them and in the center of it lies a very frozen corpse do we recognize this corpse or is uh, it this this corpse would be recognized from the assault on the, fl- uh, the healing plant all right this was one of the people that was first into the breach and was also first to get shot down okay so um not not a not a major pr- player, but de- definitely a dedicated one. And Bright Spider is has has just finished another uh, long-winded sermon to his uh, to his followers that add nothing of value unless you're into very relig- like garbled religion. Um, and he explains to them, and so it comes to this, as the chanting around him continues. We said farewell to our brother. He who made the ultimate sacrifice and laid his life out for the greatest cause there is. And we see if that is all he has to give. And Bright Spider is going to try and tap into this large group of devoted people to try and reach further into this psychic maelstrom than he has done before. Roll plus weird. This is the big, the big weird augury stuff. That's another twelve double five. Jesus, criminy Christmas! I've been ro- I've been rolling like garbage all of the recording yeah. sessions. Karma has caught up with me. <laughs> so, which augury effect are you trying? There isn't entirely one that uh, tran- translates into this entirely, but. Um, he is going to open, or Bright Spider opens a window into the world's psychic maelstrom. Mm, I think I know where you're, mm. what you're going for. Which of the two effects mm-hmm. um, do you want? It reaches deep into the world's psychic maelstrom. Mm, it's a powerful mm. effect. And it's stable and contained. No bleeding. Mm-hmm. That's great. So here's what happened. You say those last words. Let's see if he has nothing more to give. And as you do, you raise your hands and the snow starts whirling around this body and it just starts spinning and spinning in a vortex faster and faster as this chant continues. And the body, we see it like lift from the ground like a sock puppet. And as it rises, we see the snow from the whirlstorm start like attaching itself to the body and it's like starting to grow massive icicle spikes from its shoulders its full length now measuring a good four or five meters high as this abomination of snow and ice and human flesh all amalgamated into one suddenly rises in the center of your chanting circle a creature of pure ice from the psychic maelstrom has arisen elsa I mean, pretty much, yeah. Let it go. Uh, 
<laughs> and so, my devoted children, we give rebirth and we welcome back our fallen brother, now renamed Found. And this giant ice creature takes a couple of heavy breaths and lets out a massive roar of pure fury. Now, find the others. Let's see how many are ready to rejoin the fold. And I think we cut from, like, we see this roar as the scream itself causes the, like, hundreds of birds to rise from the trees all around Nidolacron. Uh, and where do we see you guys the, the following morning? Uh, like, where are the three of you as you suddenly hear this massive roar? I'm thinking we're right now creeping through the tunnels. All right. Trying to find a way to... Uh to the other side of the river. All right. So suddenly, like, all the tunnels shake and, and we see, like, some debris falling from the from the roof down on top of you. Shit. That's not good. What on earth? That is not good. Whatever. Let's just keep going. We need to find these guns. Yeah. Better, better soon than never. And I don't know. I've got this really, really bad feeling. We let's just hurry, guys. Okay, so we should we should take a left ahead, according to this map. I've never been in this part of the tunnel. It's weird. Yeah, and and just to understand these tunnels that they're in, uh, they are old like medical tunnels. Uh, so there is, like, dull gray concrete floor, walls, and ceiling with weird, like, signs pointing to, like, wards and places you've never heard of. Fertility centers. Yeah. There's a big blue sign that just says Livio Fertility Center hanging on one of the walls. You take the right. And, like, how are you guys seeing down here? Like, like... Are you carrying torches? Are you carrying flashlights? Like, I imagine the the fire people are carrying torches. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Cindy is smart enough to also carry some sort of flashlight with her in case the fires go out or something happens and we can't relight the torches. So, right. always a plan B. Anyone else of you carrying some light source? Definitely a flashlight. Yeah. No fire. No, no. No, no. No, Big, no. big no, no on the big fire. Big no, no, no. And I think I'm a little bit behind. Okay. Yeah. Just because they can, they know the way, so I will just follow in that sense. So you're, you're okay. So you're, you're hanging back. Yes. A little bit. Hurt ego. <laughs> arm and leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very, yeah, happy. Can I, can I just get a sharp roll from you? No. <laughs> I mean, you have literally no choice. No, I know. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. Please. Seven. Seven. Oh, wait. Plus two. Plus two? Yeah. Nine. Do you also have sharp highlighted? Yeah. So you get an experience point. So okay. you, can, you can fill that in. Uh, so on a seven to nine, um, let's just see. It is... It's a matter of, of information. So you're hanging back, further back than the rest. And these, like the fire people, as you've so politely decided to call them with uh, Harrow in their lead, they are very enthusiastically like trucking along. And the pace you've been maintaining is, is rather quick down here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but they turn a corner and you're about to turn it as you realize that like, that like, there is another set of footsteps uh, behind you that has been trying to match yours. But you hear suddenly as you take a step, it's like step and you hear another step. Like just a little bit behind you. And it's not mine. And it's not yours. Okay. Okay. So I think I would just follow and then listen. Because, you know, footsteps, yeah. they make sound. And then you can probably know who it is. 
But I'm, I'm not necessarily threatened by it. No? No. All right. So you keep moving. And do, do you, like, try to hang back even more from the rest of the group so that you can hear better? Or are you... Yeah. But yeah. still, like, I'm still able to keep up. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to lose them. Good. But uh, they're they're not exactly, like, next to you either. No. And you hear, like, you start hearing these footsteps from behind you more clearly. Uh, as if the person walking them is trying to like catch, catch up. up to you yes so then i have to patiently wait or just walk slowly mm-hmm. slower yeah but i will wait because now i want to know who it is okay so you're you're just like gonna try to play it coy definitely yeah uh and uh, all right so you suddenly like uh you you suddenly hear like three very fast steps behind you and you feel uh, you feel hands on both of your shoulders. Okay, now I am frightened. Well, not frightened, but I. No, of course I'm. No. I'm never Who'd frightened. No, <laughs> but I'm like, who? What's that? Yeah, that will be it. But then and I you, would. You, you say that? Yeah. Um, okay, you start getting like these hands dig into both of your shoulders and start pulling you backwards. Okay, so then I don't know who it is. Still not. Well, no, you've still not turned around or, or tried to fight it. You're just like, someone grabs your shoulder and you're like, ooh, who's that? Well, not ooh, who's that, but more like, well, I don't want to come off aggressive because, you know, this, this I might person tend is to come off aggressive. This okay. person is definitely coming off aggressive yeah. onto you. I'm not the strongest anymore. I have to th- keep those things in mind. Yeah, that's right. But then, yes, then I will turn around and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You start getting like pulled backwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So roll to do something under fire to try to like break out of the grasp. That is a cool roll. Okay, so that's ten. That's ten. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, on a ten plus, you do it. Uh, Perfect. So um, you, like, how do you get out of their grasp so you can turn around? Because right now, like, you're being pulled backwards with both shoulders. Yeah. So do this twirl thing, right? Yeah. So you're like you move your head and then you go like underneath. Wait, I can't twirl because then the microphone goes away. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid audio yeah. medium. Why doesn't it just follow? No, I understand. But like, you have to move underneath one of the arms and then oh, you're yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you, you, do the, you do this like rather graceful move. Definitely. And, and you see now that there is a, uh, a woman looking at you and she has three eyes. Like, she has the two normal eyes, and then she has an eye in the forehead. Uh-huh. And, and she opens her mouth to razor-sharp teeth. And, and, like, hisses at you as you, like, break out the hold. Uh-huh. So I take steps back. Uh, yeah, Like, yeah. a lot you, of them. All of them. No, not all of them, but, like, a few of them. Like, there's a no. safe distance. Yeah. Yes. And then I'll be like, so... And and she she like hun- she's a little like hunched over and you see that she is moving a little bit like more like an animal than like a person. Uh-huh. And as as we see from her perspective, she's she's like not really making any advances and then we see the last of the fire people disappear around a corner further down like well down uh the line. And and she just like lets out because you have your flashlight on her, I assume. Yes. Uh, so she lets out a, a like a big teethy smile and she jumps you, like she's she's gonna jump at you. So then I shoot. So then you shoot. All right. Obviously. Awesome. Uh, let's let's try to uh, let's try to take control of the situation then. Let's try to seize by force. Which is the hard, right? Uh, yes, it is a hard move. Okay, so that's nine. Now that a gun has gone off, the rest of you guys realize that Fluffy Betty is not as close to you as you as you know. You got a nine? Yeah. So you get to pick one of these. Or two of them, sorry. Uh, do you want to inflict terrible harm? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take little harm? Do you want to take control of the situation? Or do you want to frighten, dismay, or impress your enemy? Take control of the situation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you get one more. Oh, okay. And then... Get little harm. Get little harm. Okay. And you have... What's your armor? Two. Two. Okay. So you take no harm uh, because, uh, like, this woman jumps you 
and and like tries to claw at you. Uh, make the harm move with plus zero. So like she she bodily impacts you. What did you get? Ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am <laughs> completely shit. So I'm just going to say that it's worse than it looks. Yeah. And you take one harm, even okay. though you should have taken none. So mark another harm. Yes. And um, so she jumps you, like gets a claw slash across your face. And then you pull the trigger, shoot her in the stomach, to which she immediately falls dead to the floor. Meaning you have taken control of the situation. Oh, thank you. By murdering the assailant. Wasn't really planned, but thanks. Francois and Cindy, a gunshot echoes through the chamber corridors. Uh, I just turn around and start running. Yeah? Uh, and uh, I draw my switchblade. All right, Cindy, what do you do? I quickly follow, also with my knives in hand. Okay, and the fire, I assume like you're, you're taking the fire people with you? Mm, yeah yeah so you you take you turn the corner back around uh and you see like um fluffy betty what do you what do you look like you you have a big gouge over your face you're bleeding like from both nose and cheek at this point how pleasant like what do you mean how do i look like what? you described right, me how right. i look right no that's <laughs> like... how that's how you look like physically but but like emotionally what what do we see from you as as they they come running i'm uh, very sad my ego is very hurt but at the same time i want to play it like a little bit more cool yeah yeah so I'll at least be still standing yeah like there's no sitting no 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 Okay, yeah, so Francois, you arrive first at the scene. There's a dead body, and uh, Fluffy Betty is looking sad and bleeding. Oh, Lord, what? what hey, what? <laughs> What's that? What, hap what happened to you, Betty? It's a very long story, but also very short. There was this person. You call that a person? No, more like an animal. Yeah, you're right. I haven't thought of that. At least the person attacked or the animal attacked. And then I chose not to shoot because, you know, I'm trying to be better. And then I eventually did shoot and then this happened. You know, my face happened. Do you, do you want some help with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would like some help. Do any of you have an angel kit? I do. You do? I do. Too. I mean, I'm guessing I carry around stuff in case of... Or is it like... Are I mean, you can spend barter to ensure yeah. that. Uh, Interesting. If you if you want to, like, cause that's that's the only way you can heal, like in the, in the field, essentially. Hmm. Yeah, I'll spend one butter on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am going to. Uh, so, so would I have this kid with me at all times, or do I all, like have to spend one butter each time, or? Well, this like you spend this barter to ensure that you have the thing. Okay. Cool. Uh, and so. Let's see. Make a sharp roll to try to apply the angel kit to Betty. And we say angel kit as if it's some like sci-fi fancy thing. The angel kit in Apocalypse World is just the code word for any kind of medicine, bandages, morphine, whatever. Was it a sharp or? Sharp, yeah. Uh, uh, so I get a eight? You get an eight. Um, and you, bag, no, it was not highlighted. Never mind. Uh, you get cured one wound. Yes. You're welcome. So Thank what do you. you do? What 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 is your angel kit here? Like, it's any like angel kit is code word for any kind of like medicinal stuff. Shit, fuck. Um. So I obviously have like bandages and like uh fucking needles and threads to just stitch but also have like um what are the thing is called you know the, the ones that shoot fire and you can cauterize moons and shit <laughs> what a like a thrower yes <laughs> a creme brulee torch <laughs> yes it can literally be a creme yeah do you have a creme brulee torch yes. oh my god fuck yeah <laughs> what are you doing to my she, she is she is causing you a burn wound to the face no, no, is what no, she's that's doing that's just what's like what i have with me but also have like uh some different like no, I think I think Bones you're. I shit? think I think you're using it to um, 
to burn the face. Oh, also like this disinfectant, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just a bottle of fermented milk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say. Pig's <laughs> milk and a creme brulee towards <laughs> coming here to help. Um, yeah, but also like different soothing bombs and shit. Oh, you guys are so cute. Um, because you've healed Betty, yeah, you've gotten to know her better. So add Ooh. a plus one hex on your sheet. Oh my god! I have to ask: Did this angel kit come from when you raided Francois's kitchen for supplies? <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I, I, yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> where Maybe. else? Where else in the apocalypse would you get a creme brulee burner? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, good news, Betty. The wound is cauterized. It won't get infected. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Um, also, you have a burn wound in your face. A very pretty scar. Yoo-hoo! You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I think... Well, genuinely thanks, though. Oh, yeah. thank you. Just to be sure. The fire culprits are a little... What the fuck at this moment? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Helleborg was like, What was that creature? Are there more? Did you see any more? No, just this one. Well, we better be on the lookout. I strongly doubt this person is moving alone. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I've never read or heard anything about this. Uh, I don't want to be morbid. Should we keep its head? Yeah, or take it. I don't think anyone's going to believe us (laughs) (laughs) unless we do. Yeah, I'm thinking taking it would be a good idea. We could study it. I'm not cutting off the head, guys. I... It's just it's enough for today. Take the body. Just. Are you gonna carry the, the entire body? <laughs> <laughs> also, not me. It's like forty-five kilograms worth of human being. I mean, do we just leave it here and come back later? Yeah, we can take it on the way back. What if it disappears it's, though? Yeah, it's dead. I'm, I'm getting looks about the the weight <laughs> I added to this creature. I just want to clarify, like, like bone-starved, like. Malnourished. Yeah, malnourished, mangrely creature. Sharp nails, though. Very sharp mm. nails, though. Um, hey, you, fire cultist. I, I mean, I have a name, dude. Sorry, there. I mean, there's like eight of you or whatever. There, that's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. C- could you please uh, take this thing and carry it with you? I like the idea about just taking the head. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. C- could you do that, please? He pulls out a hatchet and, and chops off the head. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, think, nice. I think we leave your little tunnel adventure now. Hey! Hey, hey Frostman! <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Where do we see you with Frosty the Snowman? You've just conjured a giant frost being. Is this immediately after the conjuration of the I, frost? I would assume so, yeah. Or, well, close well, enough to it. Okay, I, I'm imagining it's like a, a, a little bit later, you know? The entire thing is over and done with. People have dispersed slightly. Uh, he... I mean, people are pretty impressed with the giant oh. frost creature. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the n- the next little phase of Bright Spider's machinations I- is in order. As I have gathered uh, the uh, upcoming um, evangelists in oh, a group oh outside. Uh-huh. And I'm currently in the... Uh, is the frost creature just, like, standing beside you? It or? is standing beside me like the Hulk breathing menacingly. Jesus Christ. Um, and um, I'm in the middle of... Uh, instructing my dear evangelists that they will be going down into the slums to spread the word and our latest refound brother will of course be going with them as a show of good faith in a more literal sense <laughs> yeah all right mm-hmm. um and they they've all been given pointers different varieties of practically a script that the long story short ends up in them preaching of a way to cheat death, a form of rebirth through the cold, and that soon a sign of the great will's displeasure will show itself. All right. As an incentive of repentance. So, so these people are like, like you're talking to them, but they are just looking mm. at the giant frost creature. Like, mm. like, 
aw- awestruck by it. I, uh, perhaps it was a bit too much to expect the lot of you to uh, dive straight into things. I suppose I'll just have to come with you myself. Some of them nod, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Because while these people are absolutely, like, dedicated to you, this is also fucking terrifying. <laughs> As it should be. Healthy respect. So, I guess we see you then marching down. Mm-hmm. I will be leading them myself in a lovely little, practically a conga line, you know, double rows of, I think there are four of them. Yeah. And at the back of each one with a buddy. We believe in the buddy system in the cult. Um, That's cute. Yeah. And at the back, of course, we have uh, found yeah. trudging along with very heavy footsteps because he is huge and i think we see from some of the buildings that are still like functional and holding like people as you walk through tom uh and start heading towards downtown mm-hmm. like people are staring out of their windows in in awe as they should and uh, the uh, my uh, fellow orators my apostles uh, are calling to them to gather to to witness miracles to hear the truth they're essentially acting as self-propelled megaphones. Yeah. In order to just get attention and get a gather people. So by the time you enter downtown, there is like a good 30, 40 people just mm-hmm. walking along with like keeping well, like well distance from found, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still. Once I've gathered them in a suitably uh, central location. Like open, you know. Rian Mike's toilet, yes. Rian Mike's toilet, <laughs> precisely. Um, Bright Spider walks up to Found and he has him lift him into the air <laughs> to a, like a, a mobile podium. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to speak truth to these poor lost souls. Let's hear your truth speech and then you can roam. Uh, it it initiates with uh, found using the other arm to just like hammer it into the ground for a lo- loud boom. The cement um, like uh, plate. What's that called on the on the ground of Rian Max Toriet? There's all these cobblestone. Y- yeah, like cement cemented cobblestone mm. cracks violently, and everyone's murmuring immediately goes to dead silence. Mm. For those of you who know me, I need no introduction. And for those of you who don't, I bring salvation. I am Bright Spider, speaker for the cult of the frozen womb, now the church of the cold rebirth. But names are not important. I tell you this because I bring a message beyond. Life, I bring one of death. Not of yours, of course, but rather a way to cheat that cruel fate which has been bestowed upon us. I bring words from something greater, from something we have always been meant to serve, but we have lost the way. And of course, there are those who have spoken similar of this before me, but I bring with me proof. And there's another thundering fist into the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people... People are hanging on your words. And so, I come here for I offer you a chance to join us, to see the truth, to no longer fear death, and to no longer fear the cold. I ask you, come forward and be delivered, or you remain lost forever. Speak of that truth. That's gonna be a 13. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bright Spider, what the fuck? Anyone, yeah, what the fuck? Can, anyone can check my dice rolls here. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, like, I'm not doubting. I'm just amazed at your results here. I can't wait for this to come back and bite me. Oh my god, you're gonna, you're gonna fail so hard yeah. at the most crucial moment. But apparently this isn't it. Well, the, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Cindy approves. Uh, and uh, this allows me to pick three, I believe, of my little list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first of which will, of course, be uh, the mob bring people forward and deliver them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Which I imagine, you know. Well, well, well yeah. I, yeah. 
The second is uh, bring that they bring forward all their precious things. Yeah. And the third one, well, I have the option of unite and fight for me as a gang, which isn't super handy right now, or fall into an orgy of uninhibited emotion, fucking lamenting, fighting, sharing, celebrating as I choose. Yeah, so which one do you want? Uh, I think it is going to be a celebration. Yeah. Is, they have found the way. They are happy. They are finally given a reason to exist other than just sustenance in this decrepit ghetto. So your cultists, like the ones most dedicated, mm. uh, they immediately, like once you finish, they grab people standing next to them and shove them, shove them forward towards found. Mm. And what does found do with them? Uh, I think found. Uh... He reaches out and like he like lifts them one at the time up uh -huh. to me, uh, at which point they're given a very like a ceremonial oh. little blessing, a little symbol I'm, on the forehead, I'm, and then they're put. Down. I'm gonna take. Can I take this a little further? One hundred percent. Go as wild as you want. So found picks up these people, and and holds them uh, in front in front of him or it. I guess at this point. And suddenly they start twitching violently as their entire skin goes gray. And we see like the heat of their body being sucked out and going into found. And as you put them back down, they are grayened creatures uh, ready to follow your every whim. And found just starts producing essentially som a zombie army. On the square. Um, I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> and I think that's where we end today's episode. <laughs> well done, y'all. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so a great thing about Apocalypse World is that on literally, like, only PCs can stop PCs, more or less. And three out of the four PCs are doing like a D&D &D dungeon adventure <laughs> and, uh, in the middle of nowhere and I'm apparently raising an army yes, yes. <sighs> we're going on a trip in a failing <laughs> well then I guess you're gonna have to catch us next time to see if they find the holy MacGuffin of this campaign yes. which apparently just is a shit ton of guns <laughs> Woo! It's the best best roleplay MacGuffin I've ever come up with. Um, but until then, I have been your game master, Jakob Sastin. And with me, I've had... Jens Gabrielsson. Verona Crit. Alexander Stian. And Charlotte Fries. Bye! You've been listening to Dicey Performance, which is a part of the Umeå Theatre Company and Umeå Folkuniversitetet. This episode is edited by Jakob Sastin, engineered by Lynn Olsen, Managed by Joanna Velosa, art is by Vincent Ekvall, and PR is by Alex Rader. And the project manager is Jakob Saustin. You can follow us on Instagram at Dicey Performance, on Twitter at Dicey Perform, and to follow us on YouTube, simply follow that link in the description. Thank you so much for listening.